Hold on, girl. Let me take this. Hold on, hold on. Hello? You ain't gotta like me, but you gonna like what I have to say. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode nine. It's your girl, Margaret, as always. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, pressing play, subscribing, following, fast forwarding, rewinding back, because we know you always trying to miss some shit in game. Either way, I definitely appreciate the love and support. So today's episode is really interesting. For those of y'all that are tapping in, especially on Spotify, you're probably wondering what kind of cover art is this? I mean, all things we will get into it because the tea is piping hot. <laughs> it's hot, okay? But before we get into today's episode, I just want to say really quickly, thank you guys so much for sharing my single Come and Talk to Me. I mean, it's been doing its numbers. It's doing its thing. I'm just so blessed. Everybody that's put me in dispensaries, their barbecues, in their cars, sharing my shit. I'm just grateful. Even the playlist as well. I've been featuring on a couple podcasts as well. So I'm just really grateful to those of y'all that just be sharing my shit. I love to create. I love having fun with music. It's all fun. It's all love in this bitch. Okay? And I just love it here. <laughs> okay? So, here we go. Let's just talk today about the episode. Baby, it's all things. Let's be clear. Really quickly, for those that are new or that need a reminder, this is my podcast, okay? We're gonna be clear here. This is my platform, and these are my thoughts and sentiments. Now, it's always not gonna be for everyone, and that's okay, and I'm fine with that. If you don't like it, you can just stop pressing play. You can fast forward to the parts you maybe like or don't like, or you just exit. Either way, these are my thoughts and sentiments, and it is what it is, okay? Just saying. So, those of you that are tapping in on Spotify and are looking at the current cover art, yeah, it's T. So, as you can see from today's title of the episode, this is all about Karens all over the planet. Although there is an example we're gonna be using today because we love real life scenarios. I mean, we just don't make up content, you know what I'm saying? So, but this is all about the Karens all over the world who get co-signed from, unfortunately, sleep, sheep, black people, unfortunately we have those, where they believe that they're entitled to do things, say things, or be things that's part of black culture. So let me just get right the hell into it. I don't wanna give too many details. I wanna focus on what's the core because as everybody that's been listening to my podcast for years now, you know, I stand for culture. I stand for my people. And if there's gonna be a topic to talk about that I feel like that needs to be had, a conversation that needs to be had, it's definitely one I'm gonna bring to this table and here we are. So. Here's my thing. Recently, I went through an experience where, and you guys kind of know my story, where I've been fucking plagued with fake profiles coming to my lives as a reader. You know, just the funny comments, especially in the voice notes, just the, the constant sending things or, you know, just the weird shit, right? I've been on this journey now for about, what, six months of after all the bullshit. And it's interesting because at some point in your life, you have to ask yourself like, okay, this gotta be done, right? But yet, shit don't be done. <laughs> So recently, a couple days ago, of course it's retrograde, so go figure. Some things were sent to me and, you know, I did my very best to ignore it, I didn't give a fuck. Then it was like, the next day, somebody decided to send me something that was said on Twitter, which I'm gonna go ahead and label this person as Karen. I just don't want to talk about identities because I don't want people to get all, you know, in their feels about, my God, my identity, no. Although I am gonna be talking about a company that is attached to her because I find it very interesting. And as you can see from the cover art, we got the founder. 
which I did invite him out to episode 10. Hopefully he does, you know, really come through with the come through and kind of explain, you know, that cover art I got here. So anyway, I find it very interesting sometimes where us as, you know, minorities, black people, where we decide to have interracial relationships. And I mean relationships in any form of whether you're working with people in relations or friendships, how sometimes I feel like lines get blurred. And here's the tea. I am not against interracial friendships, relationships, etc. I'm not against interracial relationships. I actually have a few white friends. You know, I have a few people that I deal with that are white. Would I say majority of my go-to friends are white? No, um, unfortunately not. But I notice, and this has always been a problem in society where I think we have the big division in our culture, is that sometimes our people will mingle and integrate with white people, but they don't have a boundary. And hear me out. Often our people who have been probably rocked to sleep will create these environments with white people where they share the culture, where they share the music, they share the lingo. I think that's problematic. And it's crazy because traditionally this scenario, what was going on with me a couple days ago, because episode nine was gonna be a different narrative, ended up being more enlightening because when information was sent to me and me and my friends, my friend T, my friend Aunt, and everybody could co-sign to it, went digging, it opened up the doors for a different conversation because at this stage of the game, especially this length of time, this has to be something deeper than just the ending of a connection. This has to be a racial issue. And hear me out while I'm saying why. When I take a step back from situations, I like to look at things from a logical standpoint. Of course, I have emotions. Of course, I will contain my emotions. But when I really have to sit in meditative state and really ask myself, like, what is really going on here? Like, what's the real problem? And the comments that were made on Twitter from Karen were just proof that this is a typical thing that Karen does. Anytime a white woman is met with a black or brown woman that is of a certain caliber, AKA success, often these women, one, play the victim. They act like they're being plagued or bothered by something when it's all not even fucking true. And then two, they like to use their whiteness to demean and also break down black and brown women. The number one go-to for white women is to attack the mental health of a black and brown woman. It's bad enough that Latinas, black women, or just women of color, they have this stigma, especially black women, have this stigma attached to them that if they're angry or they're vocal or they're this, they're abrasive. They're not mentally stable. That's always the go-to. So on Twitter, I'm being sent these tweets which she's trying to attack my mental health, which if you look at me as a person, especially as a spiritual coach, as a person who's a mother, as a person who owns two businesses, as a person who's just a person of her community, a person where I show up every day for my people on my live, giving to my community, a person that's an activist, and you can check my scoreboard, okay? I've gone against the biggest school district in the state of Washington for racism. I am a person in my community. And the fact that Karen feels very vocal to attack me, my mental health, because you have nothing else. That's already one strike. Then we go into the second caliber of what do they say about minority women or women of color or black women especially. What do they say? You're not a great mother. You can't take care of your kids. So what does Karen do? Who's taking care of her kids? Is she even showering? Is she sane? What? 
It's that type of thing that's problematic. And in the very beginning of everything, I got very angry at Karen because I'm just like, it's this bullshit that us women, women of color, black women especially, and you know, I'm very vocal. I am Puerto Rican and black. And I always even stand for my black friends, my black women. Cause I even too, I go through a different struggle than even black women. But this is what's problematic, is when you attack women of color by their mental health, and then more importantly, in their motherhood. Because it's already a battle that we go through to prove that we're sane enough, that we're controlled enough in certain environments, and that we're worthy enough to have and maintain these kids. I take it very personal because those of y'all that do know and remember, about two years ago, me and a group of my fucking people, we've went against the biggest school district in the state of Washington. Because you know what's the number one problematic thing is? Is that brown and black people are targeted targeted in the United States as inadequate parents, that the moment that they decide to advocate, the moment that they decide to use any form of quote unquote force or quote unquote vocalism to these higher powers, AKA the white people, the system, they retaliate, they attack us as parents, they attack our mental health. So yeah, I take it personal, I really do. Because we are tired of white people attacking our mental health and our motherhood, or even look at black fathers. Look at how the system is set up to set these black men up. I'm tired, I'm tired. It's exhausting, you know what I mean? It's bad enough that we have to walk outside and deal with the lack of security, the lack of safety, the lack of knowing that if I get in my car, if I have an air freshener in my fucking rear view, am I gonna make it home? And it's like, you know, you're sitting here in a space Karen, where clearly you are running through an identity crisis. And you know what? That's what leads me to the second part of this, which is where I'm going to lean into Billy. Before dropping this episode, because we did our research and I recall because there was an incident that happened months ago, this group called Verb New York is attached to this Karen. Apparently Karen is the, the VP on their website for Verb New York. The founder and I, we had an exchange of words months ago. So I went through my Instagram to look for him, unblocked him, and I reached out to him, and I did let him know the scenario. What I was seeking in the conversation with the founder of Verb was more so to see like, okay, you're running a business, what you gonna do? Are you gonna make it stop? Are you gonna reel it in? Because that's problematic, because when we did our research, we looked up Verb New York. Actually, believe it or not, and this is why I wanted, and I'm gonna get into why I reached out to him, so we could be clear here too. So when we did our research on Verb New York, they actually are a group who get together and they do showcases to uplift the black community for music. They've done showcases. They actually look like they stand for a whole lot of shit. So it's very puzzling to have on your page, AKA your website, you know, the Karen, especially with the way Karen is. And I'm gonna get into some more of the tea in a minute. I reached out to Billy because hear me out, as a woman of color, the last thing I need to do is tear down a black man. But to my surprise, Billy stands for it, which is shocking because this is a dark skinned black man who runs a business founded standing in an environment where he wants to uplift the black community, where he wants to get artists out there to showcase their art, but yet you stand in that. That's weird. And I'm gonna tell you what he stands in because as we went digging through Karen's stuff, dun, 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 not only does Karen sit there and like to come for black and brown women and their mental health and whether or not they're a good mother. Karen also likes to record herself driving in her car while music is playing and she's singing along to songs that say ain't shit nigga. Oh yeah, 
See, you can't be out here doing what you do and whoever sent what they said, you can't open up a Pandora's box and then think people are not gonna go fishing. You can't do stuff like that. And it's very important to really, you know, check the people you deal with. But let's get into the core of this, which is why we have the cover art that we do. Because the day before I decided to promo this episode, <clears throat> Billy decides to say all the shit that you see in the cover art. And here's the thing. My issue isn't with Billy or Verb or, but it is a prime example as to what's wrong in our community. Because how can you ignore your blackness? How can you ignore the people that have been killed because of their blackness? How can you ignore what the fuck is going on in this current time? If you remember, even just recently, a couple months ago, I had posted, I have dystopia tatted on me because the world we live in, is just not fucking right. Even in COVID, a time where we should all be together, a time where humanity should be at an all-time high, they're still killing our people. We protested in the midst of a fucking pandemic and you're gonna ignore your blackness? You're gonna co-sign this Karen or these white people and give them a black pass to say and do things part of our culture? That's problematic. And I'm not saying we're not supposed to integrate and have these friendships. I'm not saying we're separating them and us. But how can you not have a fucking boundary? How can you be okay with something like that? It does not make sense. And to me, it's the most heartbreaking thing because ultimately us as a culture, we're supposed to come together, even with white people. But no, I don't give a fuck. You're not entitled to say nigga. You're not entitled because you love black men or you love black music or you love black culture. You have black friends or black business. No, you're not fucking entitled. Why? Because you will never know our fucking struggle. You will never have an understanding to what the fuck we go through because when you step outside, you're fucking white. I don't give a fuck. You have the privilege to be white. This is some shit we can't wash off. Bitches be getting their fucking braids, they could take it out. Motherfuckers be sitting here, they like to blast the music. Look at that shit. You got a white boy blasting music in his car. He don't get shot up at a 7-Eleven, but a black man would and has, and that's my problem is that we have too many fucking people in our community that have been rocked the fuck to sleep, that don't want to stand in their blackness because of what? Like, what's the purpose? His excuse is love wins, bullshit. Because at the end of the day, the same blackness you don't see, that cop sees it. They'll see it in every part of you. Pretty sure you've lost a lot of fucking opportunities because you've been a dark-skinned black man. And it's bullshit to me. It just is. People like that, that co-sign shit like that, that's some bullshit. It's like, when the fuck are we gonna wake up and stand for something? We got Juneteenth around the corner, you acting like that? How many more people gotta die for y'all to really see that it's a problem? And it's like, you're not supposed to add to the fucking problem. You're not supposed to sit there and condition these fucking people to think that they can say and do whatever the fuck they want because they wanna be undercover bigoted racists. You don't co-sign shit like that. And I'ma be real with you. There's a lot of white people on this planet that don't gotta say nigga. They don't gotta share those kind of lyrics. They don't gotta be about that shit. And the comment that he makes that fucking made my blood boil was, was that she's done enough black things in her life. What? What? Never, ever. Her ancestors ain't never been fucking shackled in a boat. You're fucking delusional. It's a disgrace to even say or to think in that manner. And it don't even add up how you're sitting there monetizing on a black community trying to uplift them and you share fucking views like that. That's some shit. 
That's some real shit. And that tells me too that motherfuckers like that do it for clout. You don't do it for your people. You don't do it for your people. Ever. Ain't no way you doing that shit for your people. You doing that shit for clout. And that's some bullshit. And I don't give a fuck who I offend. I don't give a fuck how many people you want to send to my page. It don't bother me. Heavy on having a good tribe here. Heavy on taking a stand for something. You could check the scoreboard. Check my fucking episodes. I talk about this shit. I'm about this shit. This ain't a clout thing. This ain't a, oh, let me get back at somebody. No, this is a real thing. This is a real conversation that needs to be had. Because if we don't educate people like that, especially our people who are co-signing and conditioning white people to think it's okay, they're going to think it's okay. And I'm going to tell you right now, you might go into the wrong neighborhood, in the wrong tribe, in the wrong circle and get your shit fucked up. You can't be doing that. So it's time to have the conversation. Like, let's be clear here. It is not okay. I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't give a fuck how much your friend can act black or what struggles they went through. What are you talking about? First of all, not all black people struggle. That's the part I don't understand. Like, motherfuckers be equating certain things to being black. What's being black? Oh, somebody grew up, what, poor? They're black? Fuck you. There's a lot of black people that come from successful-ass backgrounds. You know what being black is? It went from being a slave. It went from sitting there on the bus, boycotting an entire system, being jailed, being fucking beaten, standing for something, being black. That's what being black is. That's what's doing black things. Fuck out of here. That's where I'm at with it. Overall, just to close out, this is what I feel. I feel like us as a community, we gotta do better. Us as a community, we have to stand for something because you will fall for whatever. And one thing about me is, is I'm always gonna stand. Stand in my color of my skin, proudly. I don't give a fuck who I offend. I don't do this shit for numbers. I don't do this shit for likes. And I don't do this shit for fucking plays. I do this shit because this is for my people. I do this shit for the people that step outside and they go on their way to work or they're on their way to a party or they're on their way to get a fucking pack of Skittles and and an iced tea and they can't go home. That's what I do this shit for. I don't do this shit for nothing other than that. Period. I'm not here to be liked. I'm not here to be loved. But you will respect me and my color. You will respect my people. And the last thing we're ever going to fucking sit here and do on this planet, at least as long as I'm here, and as long as I have a mic and a platform is, you're never going to sit here and come for me or my people. Period. Find a new fucking narrative. Pick a new thing to talk about. You can talk about anything else you want to say. Don't come for mental health. Don't come for us as mothers. Bitch, you stupid. And you just as stupid as the motherfuckers that fucking co-sign you. Period. And that's what I got to say. Anyway. I definitely appreciate you guys for tapping into today's episode, per the usual. Um, much love and respect. Like I said, I do extend episode 10 out to Billy. If he wants to bring his verb team, we can. I, I got a, a couple people that would love to, to be at the table and talk to you about race. We're already trying to line it up too. More than happy to have this conversation, you know? Because at the end of the day, I don't want nobody trying to say I'm trying to come for their business, but you are what you represent. You are what you stand for. You are what you say. So we got to take it just as you say it. But like I said, it is out there, episode 10. If you would like to come to the platform, I'm open to it all the way. And if you want to sit there and you want to stay with which, what you said about love and not separating that, all that, you don't see gray, you don't see white, that's fine. Come to the platform and say that shit. Please do. I'm pretty sure we have a lot of motherfucking original black people that would love to hear you and talk to you. Just saying. Anyway, until next time, tap in per the usual, and I'll see you on the next one.